Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. There is a hunger for, I think, in America more than anything, is common sense. Yes. The uh, away from the extremes. I mean, when people say to me, you know, you're, uh, don't you think you've gotten more conservative? No, I haven't. The left has gotten goofier. Yes. So I seem more conservative, maybe, but like. It's not me who changed. Yes. I feel I'm the same guy. I'm always saying to the Democrats, just don't be the party of no common sense. And you will be surprised at how much amazing <laughs> success you will have, yeah. as opposed to what's going to have happen, which is they're going to get their ass kicked in November. Well, that's Bill Maher on with Joe Rogan, but he is a conservative in the classic sense of the word, in that he is trying to conserve the liberal values that he cares about. That makes him a conservative. He's conserving liberalism. He's trying to You're cons- blowing my mind. He's trying to conserve actual liberalism. Yeah, classical liberalism, yeah. free exchange of ideas, human rights, etc. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's up against his own side obviously, and one of the most extreme examples of it is this craze 
of adolescents deciding they're transgender and being surgically mutilated before they even achieve the adulthood that we require for every significant life decision. It's it's shocking and horrifying that it's gotten this far, but I feel like maybe it's rolling back a little. Got a trans doctor who has helped teens transition, who says it has now gone too far. Erica Anderson, seventy one, who is transgender herself, tells the Los Angeles Times that she is horrified that even thirteen year old kids are now getting hormone treatment without even meeting with psychologists. You're a parent of a thirteen year old. You're starting them on some drugs to change their gender without. A psychologist ever being involved? You are evil. That is that is Nazi level child abuse. I think it's gone too far, says Erica Anderson. I have these private thoughts that it's gone too far, it's going to get worse, and I don't want to be any part of it. She believes that the dramatic rise in teens seeking treatment is likely driven by peer pressure. A fair number of kids are getting into it because it's trendy. We're sailing into uncharted seas, which fits in with Ross Duthat's piece in the New York Times today, and he is one of their conservative uh, columnists. Columnist. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, wondering what kind of pushback that he's going to be getting in his own newspaper. We can get to that in a little bit, but... Uh, Talking about the percentage, there are now 20-some percent of your youngest generation that say they are somewhere on the LGBTQ plus spectrum. You get to older generations, it's like 1%, the oldest generation. So it's 20-fold higher. Of course, the question is, are the you know 19% of that older generation suppressing their, their real sexuality or gender or whatever is going on there? Um, I'm sure there's some of that. But it ain't 20-fold. No, absolutely not. And I've read extensively on this in the last several months, and I shared some of it with you the other day. It's impossible to relate to for a lot of us um, because, number one, we don't hang out in the same places online that impressionable adolescents do. And, uh, and number two, we haven't been subjected to the lifelong indoctrination that some of them have in a lot of the critical theory stuff and the queer theory and the rest of it. But the long and short of it is they are hammered hammered all day long by both peers and authority figures that to be straight and cisgender, for instance, is to be the oppressor and to be an evil person. And if you're white, God help you. That's even worse. And the only way you can go from the awful, awful status of oppressor to the vaunted and celebrated status of the oppressed is to declare, you know, I'm pansexual or something. And all of a sudden, the hatred and derision that's being poured on you and the constant apologies you have to make that never do any good, all of a sudden you can move beyond that. You you go from being battered to being loved, and then the radicals just put you on that high-speed conveyor belt, and before you know it, you're taking hormone blockers and puberty blockers and and, and getting uh, surgically cut up as a child. Yeah, so um, one of the things that's been discussed in the last couple of days with Elon Musk trying to buy Twitter is uh, the the account libs of TikTok was kicked off of Twitter for being hateful. If you're not familiar with libs of TikTok, what it is is it's posts by progressives 
not unedited or anything like that. It's just showing you how out there some of these people are. And a lot of them were around the whole transgender issue or, uh, you know, uh, gender fluid or any of those different sorts of things. And they were just posts just showing you here. Here's a here's a 14 year old girl with green hair and a bunch of postings who says she's a a boy. uh, Some days a girl, some days and a cat, other gays. And she actually is saying that that's not nobody's making that up or being Mm -hmm. hateful. It's just hey here it is, uh, which is kind of interesting. That that was banned on Twitter, but anyway, there are. A, you're going to tell me that person shouldn't at least see a psychologist before they make a uh, a commitment to any sort of medical changing of their gender? Right. It's unthinkable that they wouldn't. It really is. You know, I I read a great piece. I've got it right in front of me from Jonathan Rauch, who who I'd read before, but um. It, the title of this is Walking the Transgender Movement Away from the Extremists. And he was a big gay rights activist in the uh, the 90s, the 80s, the 90s, I guess, but especially the 90s. Um, and he writes that I see a different and more disturbing historical parallel to what's happening right now. A generation ago in the early 90s, the gay and lesbian rights movement, as it was then called, came under the sway of left-leaning activists with their own agenda. They wanted as little as possible to do with bourgeois institutions like marriage or the military. They elevated cultural transgression and opposed integration into mainstream society, and they imported an assortment of unrelated causes like abortion rights to be authentically gay in their view, was to be left-wing and preferably radical. And he writes that at the time, a lot of us thought, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Our whole point is your neighbors who are gay are just like you. They're loyal, loving Americans. They just like the same sex. Um, and and they really hated the idea that we are now ra- Marxist radicals intent on tearing down the bourgeoisie because we're gay. And he sees that happening in the transgender thing. It's gone from uh, way beyond, um, all right, you, you're born a man, but you really feel like a woman. Okay, you shouldn't be discriminated against or hated or beaten or whatever, which is obviously self-evident uh, to this. You need to be a radical a political radical, and you're tearing down, uh, you know, all the systems based on critical theory, blah, blah, blah. And he hates that. And a lot of transgender people hate it, too. And again, according to Gallup, 20% of young people now identify in, you know, some of these groups, as Ross Duthat writes in the New York Times, there's no clear evidence that any of this is making kids happier or better adjusted. Instead, all we see is a worsening of teen mental health blurring into a young adult landscape where sex and relationships and marriage are on the wane. That's true. There's no evidence that this blossoming of freedom to be whatever gender you are or anything like that is leading to better mental health or or happier kids in any way. Oh, no, quite the contrary, I would argue. Uh, I don't know if this takes us off track or not, but here's a little montage from Libs of TikTok, if you've never heard it, that gives you an idea of What was on there, and it is now banned on Twitter. I want to talk to the kids. Sometimes human beings are more than boy or girl. Sometimes we're something else. Sometimes we're both. Sometimes um, we kind of float in between. Mostly I feel feminine or non-binary. Today I'm feeling really femme and cat-like as well. I didn't have to hide or lie or be embarrassed about a natural function my body does. So all that to say, I'm on my period. You heard me. Having a period for the first time in six years, and not just any period, 
the period from hell. I identify as a threat, a nightmare, and a goddess, so please bow down to me. I do not believe in God, I don't worship the devil, but yes, I am a Satanist, which means I am my own god and I worship myself. So the person having a particularly bad period this month was a, a dude with a beard. Um, so you, you Sorry could, to hear that, sir. You could accuse this of nut-picking, like you're picking the most extreme examples and acting like that represents a whole bunch of people. I don't know where you live. I do live in a fairly extreme area of Northern California, but I am aware of lots of people like what you just heard there, like a, a lot. Right. And we got a note from an insider at Twitter that says uh, one of the reasons it's so off track is a lot of their staffers believe all this stuff. But getting back to the uh, the piece I was quoting, uh, he writes, as Helen Joyce argued in her book, Trans, in 2021, radical gender ideology or gender identity ideology, as it's also called, um, is a horse of a different color from transgender rights. It is not at all the same as trans rights, nor is it any one thing. It's a conceptual mess propounding some ideas that make sense, like parts of gender are socially conditioned, but also wild claims such as that, quote, depending on its owner's identity, a penis may be a female sex organ. I take its central claims to include these. Trans women are women and trans men are men. No difference. Full stop. Human gender and sex are social constructions and are not a binary, but on a continuum. So concepts like male and female are relative and subjective. Gender and sex are chosen identities, and the individual's declared choice can never be doubted or challenged. And that denying or disputing any of the above is violence. And he says, look, this has got nothing to do with transgender civil rights. Rather, they're extrinsic notions that escape from the academia and attach themselves uh, parasite-like in the same way that left-wing politics parasitized gay rights a generation ago. And I'm just, I'm hoping more of the LGBTQ crowd understands that. You're not, you're not being helped. You're being exploited by just insane radicals who just, who spout nonsense. Don't join the cult. This doctor quoted in the L.A. Times, transgender herself, who thinks it's gone too far, insists that those allowing medical treatment for kids without rigorous psychological evaluation first risk committing malpractice, I would say. And she said, I have a dictum. When in doubt, doubt. Questioning is a good thing. How are you going to find out if you are lockstep with whatever conclusion you come, if you come to a conclusion first? Um... Man, when, 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 when a trans doctor who has been involved in this says, no, it's gone too far now, well, it's gone too far. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then one thing that I often bring up, because I think it's so obvious if you think about it, is, uh, and uh, Rauscher points this out, telling tomboyish girls or effeminate boys that they should identify as the opposite sex embraces all the awful gender stereotypes that made generations of gay and lesbian people, right. and many straight people, miserable. Right. That's, it's what, that's what I find interesting about this. If you're an effeminate dude who is gay, y- you shouldn't be pushed toward, no, you're actually a woman. You need to start dressing like a woman. No, no, I'm not a woman. I'm a guy. I just like guys. Right. I, that, I, I'm, under, I'm surprised there's not more pushback from that crowd. Well, and finally, insisting that it's always hateful to draw distinctions based on biological sex in sports, prisons, and medical training strikes most of the public as nutty, unfair, and dangerous. The backlash that is forming will harm trans people, gay and lesbian people, and everyone who hopes for candor and compromise. Radicalism only only makes the path forward, social negotiation tailored to diverse situations, unattainable. 
probably ought to take this all the way back to before any of these to just why are our young people so miserable, confused, whatever, that they're seeking these sorts of solutions. That's probably where we need to be on this. Right. Seeking an extreme solution just to be kind of happy. That's the question. Because they're so not happy. Do you have any thoughts on this? Our text line, 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. There's a fly ball out to right center. And this one is out of town. Lock it, cock it, rock it, restock it. T.J. White gets the Fred Nats on the board. The what? Wow. The Red Nats? What is the name of that team? Who is that, Alex? You, you, you grabbed those clips. Those are the Fredericksburg Nationals, the single-A affiliate of the Washington Nationals. Gotcha. The Fredericksburg Nationals. That was a good home run call right there, huh? I'm guessing that's a young guy hoping to break into the big leagues, probably making about $100 a game and all the hot dogs he can eat. Lock it, cock it, mock it, restock it. Let's, let's, say, let's hear one more time. too much. <laughs> Go ahead. House swings away through the right side to greener pastures. Oh, We're tied, and now we win. Oh, baby, Jacob Young dives across. Brady House walks it off in Fredericksburg. Not sure what he said there, but let's hear that other one again. There's a fly ball out to right center. And this one is out of town. Lock it, cock it, rock it, restock it. T.J. White gets the Fred Nats on the board. And then we will mock it. Exactly. Keep shouting nonsense and people will mock it. He has a great name, by the way. His name is Joey Zanaboni. <laughs> oh, boy. He's trying really hard to, to go viral. That's working Oof. for him. Good for him. Good for him. Fun stuff. Put your foot in a socket. <laughs> what time is on the clock? It? Just keep going. <laughs> wow. Wow. Minor league ball. I do love minor league baseball, though. So the baseball's so good, you get up close and all. Kids are trying as hard as they can in every game, you know, the young players. The boat pulled away from the dock and a whole bunch of gleek geese in the flocket. <laughs> all right. The guy's already back in the dugout. You're still shouting about the home run. That Joe, <laughs> cut it out. So, more Gilbert Gottfried news? Yes. You ever seen Aladdin? Sure. Yeah, love it. Seen it many, many times. That was my kids' heyday of of uh, watching yeah. Disney movies. And my kids love Aladdin. And uh, if you haven't seen it, you should watch it, even if you're an adult. Uh, Gilbert Gottfried is the bird, Lago, Iago. Mm-hmm. So it turns out there are 200 hours of footage with many, many hours of Gilbert Gottfried and Robin Williams riffing that oh, wow. haven't been heard that are supposed to be fantastic. And so somebody's trying to figure out what to do with it. And I'm wow, sure I'll bet, bet that's it, funny. I'll bet it is pretty good. Yeah. Um, I mean, not all of it would be great. That's how it ends, ends up on the cutting room floor sometimes. You know, you like my whole uh, docket flock it thing. That, that just should be cut out. That should be cut out of the show. 
I wish it had been, yes. But uh, I'm sure there's some very, very good stuff in here, and maybe that comes out in the future. Take that butter and Shirley Crockett. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. That's, uh, no. That should have been left out, too. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, Elon taking over Twitter. What does that mean for the world, or does it mean anything? And is it going to happen? Among other things we're going to talk about. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Greenblatt. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be. Jonathan Greenblatt. I mean, if he owns the whole place, it's going to be like, go for it. I think it's going to be, and, and the orange man probably going to be back. And I, uh, uh, this is unbelievable. That was uh, MSNBC, CNBC lamenting the fact that if Elon does get to buy Twitter, that Trump will probably end up back on Twitter. I'd pretty much guarantee that happens. And that would be the only thing that matters to a good chunk of the country. That means Elon is just is a Trumpist, and so Elon becomes a completely different thing at that point. I don't know if he's settled into that. Or maybe with his money, he doesn't care, but he's going to be a different thing on the world stage if he's identified with Trump. Well, if obsession with uh, COVID arose from wanting to reject Trump, yeah, certainly hating Elon and never buying a... a uh, Tesla, absolutely. Or uh, any of his other many projects going to the Mars or whatever. Um, I, I'm tr- I'm still trying to figure out how big a deal I think this is that, that Elon Musk is attempting to buy Twitter. Um, I don't completely understand it from a business standpoint on the likelihood that that can happen or what it would mean. Actually, Steve Forbes would know, and he was talking about it a little bit yesterday. Well, this uh, what Elon Musk is doing is sort of really uh, free speech antitrust. Uh, these other companies are too big to take over, even for Elon Musk. But uh, Twitter, because it's not been well managed, its stock has stunk over the years, to be blunt about it, it is vulnerable. And so uh, his doing what he's doing is a real blow for free speech. And uh, he's going to ask very embarrassing questions. What is your algorithm? What criteria do you use to knock people off? He's going to start to spread some sunshine. And that's what they don't want, but that's what they're going to get. So a lot of the lefties are just decrying the idea that a super rich megalomaniac run a social media company and have influence over our conversation, which is weird given the fact that Google is what Google is and Facebook is what Facebook is and Twitter has been what it has been this whole time. It's been all super progressive lefties deciding what we should hear and what we shouldn't. Well, right. Yeah, I think it's an enormous, it's a great example of how people perceive themselves as neutral and everybody else is biased. I guess it's exactly like what goes on with the cable news channels. You got uh, a handful that are clearly just trying to do good journalism, CNN and MSNBC. Then you have that weird outlier Fox that is basically the Republican Party, you know, rebroadcast. So, yeah, yeah, I guess it's the same thing with the social media companies. You feel like you're moderate and the other ones are extreme. Uh, to that point, how important is Twitter? David French writes in his um, Why Elon Musk Won't Fix Twitter column in The Atlantic, Twitter punches well above its traffic and raw cultural impact. No doubt about that. 
So if you're going to use the argument that half of America is not on Twitter and in a small percentage of those people tweet, that is absolutely true. But its impact on our politics is huge. You have the vice president you have. You have the president you have. You have a lot of the policies we have because of Twitter. Thanks, Twitter. There's no doubt about that. In terms of nut jobs reacting to the news yesterday or overreacting, you got this uh, professor from New York who is a blue check mark, which means he rises to the level of importance of somehow. Um, today on Twitter feels like the last evening in a Berlin nightclub at the twilight of the Weimar Germany. Okay, is that what it feels like? If Elon, that is monumentally if, idiotic. If Elon Musk's Elon Musk, there's only one of him, buys Twitter with the vow of I'm going to open it up to more comments, that's Nazi Germany? I just, I don't quite get it. That is a stunning achievement in stupid, and multiple kinds of stupid, too. The, the fact that it's a New York professor doesn't surprise me a bit, but to minimize the horrors of World War II Germany, we could start there. But the other side of it, though, in terms of the, I don't understand how important it is. Now, I do think a culture of free speech is very, very important, whether it's the legal free speech you're talking about or not. The idea that young people grow up with the idea of, well, they get to say that. There's lots of stuff on Twitter, good and bad, that I agree with or not, as opposed to this current culture we're crafting where I should never have to read or hear anything I don't agree with. You don't want that culture because it's going to lead to, well, an erosion of free speech, like Elon says, I think. But if Elon buys Twitter, what if everybody quits? How does that work from a business standpoint? If I buy Ford Motor Company, like I'm Donald Trump, and everybody there hates Trump. So if I buy Ford Motor Company and all the employees quit, so now I've got the hardware, but I don't have anybody who knows what to do. Do I get my money back, or is that a violation of something, or what happens uh, there? I don't know. That's an interesting question. Uh, a lot of people will twit, quit, uh, quit sure. Twitter, uh, judging by an email we got from an insider who says that uh, they are just wetting their pants at Twitter right now over the prospect of the evil, evil Elon Musk owning the place. Um, and, and this uh, whistleblower talks about how... Um, and they're they're monitoring the Twitter Slack channel. That's their internal communications platform. And it was a lot of people uh, posting about how those who hate Elon and are woke don't see how their moderation of tweets and accounts is biased. They honestly think they're doing the right thing. They fully believe, getting back to the last segment, it's transphobic to not want biological males to compete in women's sports or to question if kids should start transitioning. They think Elon's a racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic bigot. And they think that everyone who's been banned from Twitter is a horrible human who needs to be silenced. They do not see this as censorship. So they have a really wild, out there, kind of diseased culture going on. Um, More comment on the uh, Twitter, if it sticks around, if Elon Musk owns it. Why do I keep saying Musk's like there's two Elon Musk's? Maybe there are. I don't know. What do you know? That'd be weird. Uh, but more on that in a second. Yeah, after a quick word from our friends at Simply Safe Home Security, everyone of the uh, below, U.S. News, PC Magazine, and Popular Science, have ranked Simply Safe Home Security as the best home security you can get. Protect your whole home around the clock, every door, window, and room, backed by the best 24-7 professional monitoring in the business. They're ready to send the police, firefighters, or EMTs to your home the second you need them. Of course, if you're going to have the best, you got to be willing to pay a little more. We all know that. No, wait a second, you don't. Simply Safe is less than a dollar a day. You set it up yourself in around 30 minutes, and 
There's no long-term contract. Those other companies, you know, they make their money. They get you to sign a year or two-year contract. I know somebody right now who's stuck in a two-year contract with a with a security system they don't use at all. Yep, indeed. And don't pass on the all-new wireless outdoor security camera. You'll always know what's going on inside and outside your home with it. Uh, you can customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Go today, claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off with the interactive monitoring. That's simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Nice people too. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. So one of the weird things about all of this and how this shakes out is that Climate change is the number one issue for elite progressives in America. The number one cure for climate change from elite progressives is to get into electric cars. The only electric car that has ever even come close to making a dent in gasoline-powered cars, of course, is Tesla. Mm -hmm. And is now Tesla going to be branded as... I, I drive a Tesla partially because I support Elon, honestly. Um... Uh, that and I don't have to buy gas. But is the T on the back of the Tesla going to be the same as a Let's Go Brandon sticker from here on out? That's what I wonder. And the very crowd that made Tesla the most valuable car company in the world is going to, no, I can't even, I won't even ride in it. Oh, there's a guy in a Tesla. I know what he thinks. Is that what Tesla is going to become? Well, like masks the- are? Like you wear a mask to show you hate Trump? Uh, yeah, I think so, probably, but that's an example of how idiotic and self-defeating that that point of view is. I mean, when are they going, how are they going to find a corporation gigantic enough to churn out tens of thousands of electric vehicles, but that's woke enough for them to approve of in their little, you know, arrested adolescent brain? And uh, uh, I wish I remembered what name it was. It was one of your big uh, tweeters, you know, one, one of your guys that gets a lot of traffic and all that sort of stuff. And he said yesterday, he tweeted out, look, we are Twitter. And if we decide to stop tweeting when Elon buys, he's got nothing, which is true to a certain extent. But how does that all shake out? Is the reason Twitter is so big because it is? the progressive stuff that all the mainstream media is talking about because it is the New York Times, Washington Post, CBS News crowd. Is that why Twitter is so big? And if if you open it up till it's not that, does it lose all its heft? I wonder. I don't even actually know, and I'm in this business. You know, I don't think so, just because the other thing that Twitter is is a chance to lob verbal grenades back and forth and never convince anybody of anything. <laughs> but social media is fungible in a way, or it can be, you know, can come and go in a way that I use the example of if I buy Ford and all the employees quit, which is not really a good example because we haven't seen a Ford go away in the blink of an eye and a different car company become Ford overnight like we have with MySpace and Facebook and a whole bunch of other different things like that. Sure. So I, I have no idea how this is going to shake out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what time is it? I was going to say we could play a, a clip or two of Elon explaining what he's doing sure. and why he's doing it. Uh, the cart is well before the horse. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, here's the horse. Clip number 20. Why make that offer? Twitter has become kind of the de facto town square. Um, so it, it's just really important that people have the both the, uh, the reality and the perception uh, that they are able to speak freely within the bounds of the law. One of the things that I believe Twitter should do is open source the algorithm um, and make any changes uh, to people's tweets. You know, if they're emphasized or de-emphasized, uh, that action should be made apparent so you can, anyone can see that action has been taken. 
So there's, there's no sort of behind the scenes um, manipulation, either algorithmically or manually. Now, Steve Forbes seemed to think that Elon might have an opportunity to force them to reveal some of their algorithm stuff in his uh, in his bid to buy them, which might make sense because I assume if you're buying a company, they have to disclose to you everything. You, sure. Yeah, of course they do. Obviously they do. You're not going to give them forty three billion dollars and then find out what the company is once you get it. No, they have to. They have to let you know. So, and I don't believe they're. I'm sure they have algorithms, but that's not what they're using to boot a bunch of people off. They're just deciding I don't like that person. I don't like that point of view. So they kick you off our algorithms. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Well, their culture is so completely soaked in wokeness. Yeah. Yeah, it's obviously, well, and even if it is algorithms, people make algorithms. They write them. Sure. So You could write an algorithm that says any any tweet from Donald Trump, ban. That could right. be your algorithm. Sure. For instance, uh, one more quick clip. I think this is a good one. 22, Michael. My strong intuitive sense is that uh, having a public platform that is maximally trusted um, and and and. and, and, and broadly inclusive, um, is extremely important to the future of civilization. Yeah, well, maximally trusted. Now, that's interesting, because we've been saying for a long time, does a does a news outlet come out of this mess of the last 10 years that just strives to be accurate, and enough people flock to it, saying, finally, someplace, whether I like it or not, I can just trust that they've tried really hard to get this right. Could Twitter mm-hmm. become that? With all the material coming, I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, I like to think that we're that on a smaller scale, but uh, yeah, I I hear you, what you're saying. Uh, what was I going to say? It flitted out of my head. Stupid, stupid. What do you I think of the stupid. idea of all the big blue check marks just refusing to participate in Twitter the minute Elon takes it over? That would change it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be pathetic, but that, that could happen. I would not buy a giant social media platform, as you point out. It's just way too volatile. But I don't have hundreds of billions of dollars. I don't even have a billion dollars. How does Tesla move forward if all of the very crowd, I mean your core crowd of buyers, decide I'm not going to drive a Tesla? I don't know what happens then. Yeah, I don't know. Finally, Elon will support you in all of this, but get out of bed with the Chinese communists, please. Well, I don't agree with everything Elon does or says, no doubt about it. Um, Wouldn't it be weird if we end up not getting to Mars because enough people don't like him politically? (laughs) Well, that would seem about right as we enter the period of peak stupidity in American history. Human beings would have made it to Mars if he hadn't somehow got associated with Donald Trump. Wow. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Californians are tired of taxes. Two-thirds of Californians say they pay too much in taxes, including a majority of Democrats. That's 83% of Republicans, but 54% of Democrats say they pay too much in taxes in California. But most of the electorate couldn't even dream of uh, voting for somebody with an R next to their name, or even an I for independent. Go figure. Yeah, that's something. 
So, chum, you're thinking of throwing on your Rolex and strolling down Rodeo Drive or perhaps Mulholland, grab yourself a burger? Don't do it. More than a dozen Los Angeles gangs are targeting some of the city's wealthiest residents in a new and aggressive manner, according to the L.A. Times, sending out crews in multiple cars to just walk around, drive around, look for somebody driving a high-end vehicle, look for somebody wearing an expensive-looking watch, just any sign of wealth, then... Uh, or or designer handbags, diamond-studded, uh, whatever, follow them. My heart seal Gucci slippers that I wear everywhere I go. That's a, so that's a, flattering. It's a tip-off right there. Yeah, so they're sending them to the cruise out to find them, follow them, and rob them. Los Angeles, Brooklyn. And, and then, uh, uh, be, of course, reselling them on the black market. Being robbed of your watch would be a scary proposition, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah, indeed. Uh, the LAPD task force uh, is uh, was convened to identify the cause of a sudden surge in follow-home robberies, so-called or follow-off robberies, because victims are robbed soon after leaving luxury boutiques, hotels, ritzy restaurants, trendy nightclubs, <laughs> there you uh, go. locations where the gangs are scouting for targets. I'm safe. I never walk out of a ritzy restaurant. Nobody's going to track me walking out of uh, McDonald's. I've occasionally stumbled out of... Uh, Crap heaps. I say it is super eight, so I think I'm safe. Yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, I would uh, I would not be flaunting your wealth in L.A. for some time to come, especially as long as the communist weirdo Kermit the Frog meets Count Dracula, George Gaston. <laughs> Gaston is still the D.A. Do we have that clip handy? We cannot prosecute our weight out of the desperation that we have. Kermit the Frog meets Dracula. <laughs> Uh, Miss Piggy, uh, why don't you kiss me now? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm reading this uh, this uh, statement from uh, an association of uh, of attorneys and prosecutors. That How are... many crimes must you commit before I keep you in jail? Let's count them: one, two, three. Right, exactly. So, uh, this what's that, Michael? Uh, that was time warning? Okay, I thought you were disparaging me in my ear. How dare you? Anyway, uh, I love this. Uh, this is long, and I'm just going to read part of it. But the recall movement is rooted in Gascon's pathological devotion to self-glorification. Mm. Over the past 16 months, this has been painfully manifesting itself through his inept policies and his incendiary words directed at anyone who disagrees with them. Gascon's short-lived ban on sentencing enhancements is a prime example. Sentencing enhancements are used to add custody time to crimes where the perpetrator has acted in a way that either increases the harm caused or the risk of harm. For example, using a gun or causing serious physical injury. About 10 days after enacting the ban, he vigorously defending it, saying there would be no exceptions. Even went so far as to say in a video interview that those who disagreed with him, including his own employees, had a tremendous economic interest in continuing the journey of mass incarceration and that those advocating enhancements were racist. Just two days later, under intense public pressure, Gascon abruptly retreated, evidently deciding to permit racist enhancements to be filed again. God, hey, Los Angeles, we've elected a crazy person. Like an actual crazy person. Yeah, he's 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 a nut. He's a radical. He is a, a self-aggrandizing egomaniac. Um, of, but of, willing, of some weird strife. So lots of people are. As long as it doesn't affect me, I don't care. But you're risking my life or my kids' lives and safety with your craziness. That's what's so maddening. 
And we are out of time. I was going to squeeze in one more Cal Unicornia story that Diane Feinstein's senator is completely senile. Oh, boy. Behind the scenes, you'll have an hour-long meeting with her. She'll ask you who you are oh, really? four or five times. Oh, really? She's yeah. running for re-election, right? Well, she's in uh, in office through 2024. She's like 90 years old, 88. Yikes. Armstrong and Getty. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start Saving now at GameBridge.io. Visit GameBridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.